Blog Talk Radio. I did a test run a few days ago, and I'm like, okay. So we are back. The Madden Voice It is the end of the regular season. It is playoff time. And as you all know, I do not do this alone. The fellas are in the house. K-Star making it in under the gun, JB and Dr. Train. Gentlemen, Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Madden Voice. Yo. Happy New Year, indeed. Ain't very new no more, but Happy New Year. <laughs> so how long can you say Happy New Year for? When do you, when are you supposed to stop saying Happy New Year? Uh, you know, sometimes towards the end of January, and uh, only if you have not seen the person prior to. You know. That's at least that's my rule. Okay. All right. A lot of people say, you know, you say it like January first, and then that's it. You know, Happy New Year, and then second, it ain't new no more. But I, I don't know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I send no emails year. out. I just feel compelled to start the email off with Happy New Year. You know what I mean? It's like, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, weirdo. Yeah. 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 K Star, you there? Yeah, I was talking on mute. I actually was. I was actually saying, I can't believe my Steelers have made it to the playoffs this new year. But yes, here we are. A new year. I should have known uh, you weren't going to miss excited. this show. I should have known. I don't know why I doubt you. <laughs> You know, I mean, oh, of course no. you're going to be on because no, your team is in the playoffs. Of course. You're probably one that fixed Block Talk. One what? I said, you're probably the one that fixed Block Talk to make sure we had the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Before we talk NFL, I just want to get any last thoughts on the uh, championship game last night. Michigan did their thing. Um, I didn't know if you guys wanted to have any quick quick comments on the game. Um, I don't think it was a huge surprise. I was rooting for the underdog um, just because that's what I do, but I didn't have a horse in this race. But um, it was kind of cool to see 
the brothers and the father, you know, it, it kind of, you know, I think Jay will, Jay will feel me on this. It kind of makes me think of me, my brother and, and our dad, you know, and, and that's the kind of relationship we have, you know, so that, that part of it was kind of cool. Um, but, you know, any, any thoughts on um, last night's game? Uh, I'll just say for me, I would have liked to have seen it, you know, come down the wire a little bit more, but uh, props up to Michigan for putting on that pressure, man. Uh, I, I, I think Penix is a, is a quarterback that understands how to pass the ball, but man, when that pressure starts to come up the middle, I don't care who you are. <laughs> you're not you're not gonna be able to survive it all day long. I don't care. I don't care what type of quarterback you are. Pressure up the middle is just you no longer have a pocket. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Pressure. Good. And a good running game. And that's football right there. That's football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jay. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they play big boy ball. That's the most tried and true formula. I was saying that's the most tried and true formula in all of football that dates back years and years and years and decades and decades and eras. You know, it's era proof, right? Run the ball, rush the passer, good things happen with that formula. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's what they did. So uh, kudos to uh, Harbaugh and, and Michigan and kudos to the team more than the coach. I mean, you know, we always talk about the coach, but this is college, man. Kudos to them, to them young men and kudos to Washington too. You know, I mean, this is, this is, you know, I've coached high school level students before, but not college level, but, you know, it's different than pros. And so, you know, all those young men and some of them played the last game they're ever going to play, you know, they're never going to make it to the NFL. You know, most of them aren't making it to the NFL. Maybe, maybe the UFL, you know, maybe, but that's it, you know? Um, So kudos, kudos to them. Um, Listen, before we talk football, you know, I, I, I started uh, the Madden Voice. Man, it's going to be closing in on 16 years that I started the Madden Voice. I like to say that I got ahead of the podcast crazy. Not everybody got a podcast. Everybody and their mama got a podcast. And we're still plugging along, doing mostly football. But every once in a while, you know, we do current events. We touch on things. And before we do, you know, the NFL, I, I, I really felt compelled to touch on, I don't, I don't know what, if you guys have followed the Cat Williams interview that Shannon Sharp did um, that literally broke the internet. And, and when I say broke the internet, I mean, it's over 37 million views and counting. And I think the record Joe Rogan has an interview that's like 50 or 52 million. And Shannon is second. And Shannon ain't even, and I don't, I think it might be a week now. If not, it's six days. And so, and I think Rogan's interview was like four years <laughs> and it's like 52. So I think Shannon's got to shatter that. But I, I and, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I really want to get into the football stuff. But I just, I've sat back in this seat that I have hosting this show for a very long time and really watching the landscape of podcasting and, you know, and, and how it went from the telephone kind of thing and it's not really transitioned to video podcasting and, you know, now everybody's got a YouTube channel doing their own podcast. And when I say everybody, I mean every Cameron and Mace, like everybody's got a podcast. Richard Sherman started one. 
everybody's doing it. And honestly, if you if you do it right um, and you have a name, you can make some good money because of the advertising that goes along with it. And so all of these people that have names, Draymond Green and all that, all of these people that have names, they're capitalizing on their fame. And, and you know, what makes me sad about that is there's so many quality podcasts from people that don't have names that you'll never hear about that won't get any of the attention, but they're damn good. And one of the things I think I might do this year is start reaching out to some of, some of my colleagues that may not have the platform that Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith and others have and say, hey, we're not them, but we're who we are. Why don't y'all come on the Madden Voice and let's talk about something and let's market together and let's let the world know we're here too. But that isn't what I really wanted to say. What I really wanted to say was, why? What I don't understand is why do people care so much? <laughs> it, it, like, does, do, does the, do you not have a life? I mean, and this ain't got nothing to do with Shannon. I absolutely applaud him for getting the interview. And if you haven't seen it, it's two hours, 46 minutes, and five seconds. But there's enough smaller clips. You don't got to listen to the whole thing. He's got it broken up into 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here. Catch a few of the clips out. It's, it's entertaining. But so I don't – this is not against Shannon at all. And it's not even against Kat, right? He just came and did his thing. But what I don't understand is why, why has there been 37-plus million people that had a need to listen to this? Why is it that almost every network on TV has made a reference to it? Why is it that, that Ice Cube and Steve Harvey and Kevin Hart and Ricky Smiley and Cedric the Entertainer and all these people have come on and in some different way, shape, or form responded to the Cat Williams stuff. Now, I'm not going to get into whether he spoke the truth or not. I don't travel in those circles. I don't know. I can't tell you that. Frankly, I don't know that I care. But what intrigues me is in today's world that an interview with, I'm sorry, and, and, and you know, in the unlikely event that Cat Williams hears this, um, I, I'm sorry, I'm just going to tell you how I feel. You're a second-rate comedian. You know, there's the top-level comedians, and then there's you. You're funny. You're, you're good. But you're not great. You're not someone I would ever go pay to see in concert. You're not someone that I would stay up late with my girl and say, hey, it's 11 o'clock. Let's watch some comedy, and I'm going to put on Cat Williams. I've seen you in a few movies. I catch you here and there. You got a nice little shtick. It's, it's cool. But if I never, ever, if, if Cat Williams decided to go into – a monastery and be a monk and dropped off the face of the earth because he found religion, I wouldn't miss you, bruh. And yet I am amazed at how many people found everything you said so intriguing to the point where they have blown up the interview, internet. And not just the fact that here's what you do. Go to Google and just, just Cat Williams. I'm sorry. Go to YouTube. Cat Williams. You'll see the Shannon Sharp thing, but then you're gonna see all the other people, and maybe that's what we're doing here too. Because I, I don't, we don't, I don't make no money doing this, so I'm not trying to, you know, put Cat Williams, make it a topic so I get more listeners. So we, I don't make any money doing this. I just felt, I felt compelled to comment on it because it was such a big issue in a space that I have personally been in for a decade and a half. 
So I felt compelled. But go ahead to YouTube and just put Cat Williams in, K-A-T-T Williams, and see not just the interview, but all of the secondary uh, YouTube sites that have comments and, have, and, and are covering it. It is, it, it is amazing because a comedian came and called people out. Because he called out Steve Harvey and said that he stole um, Mark Curry's idea, hanging with Mr. Cooper, and he did his own show, and he stole the idea. He said Cedric stole a joke from him and all these other things. And I'm sitting there like, okay, yeah, all right, you know, okay. But is it that important? I mean, is it that is is that what the world has degenerated to? That it's that serious that we're going to spend our time wondering if this joke that one comedian told uh, 20 years ago was stolen by another comedian 10 years ago. Like, that's where we're at right now. All these millionaires out there, and that's what we've degenerated to? That's, that's what we have. And again, nothing against Cat. Hey, you know, he went on there and did his thing, and definitely nothing against Shannon Sharp, man. Make, make your money, bro. But I'm just talking about society as a whole, man. I mean, we're about to get into football. Football is relevant right now. Playoffs are coming up, right? We're talking football. And once in a while, we'll hit on a current event. We'll hit on something large that's like, man, we really got to talk about this. But Cat Williams and, and talking about Cedric and Steve Harvey and Kevin Hart, I, I don't know. I don't, anyway, I, I've said enough. Do you guys, anybody, I, I don't, I, I don't want to put you guys on the spot. If y'all have no idea what I'm talking about, we can just move right along. If you have a comment, feel free to jump in real quick before we go jump right into football. Pretty much listen to the whole thing. I appreciate his candor. I enjoyed it. I actually like him as a comedian. One of my favorite people to watch. So I enjoyed every bit of it. Up. Okay. Where would you rank him for comedians in your in your opinion? Oh man. Oh gosh. He's probably on my he's probably definitely within my top ten. I've actually yeah, I definitely went and saw him in person. School in Nashville. Okay. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little younger than me too though. So we 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 we, we grew up listening to two different groups of comedians, so you're 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 a little younger than I am, bro. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Just a couple years younger. But, funny is funny, though, right? And everyone uh, no. has different nope. No, funny is, no, funny I mean, is definitely what? not funny. I don't agree with that. There are funny, people that make funny, a lot of money so, being funny that I don't I don't think are funny at all. Um, oh, yeah, yes, there, there, there are. But when I, when, I, when I say that, I mean in reference to you as what you see as funny. Not, not in reference to this. If it's funny, it's funny. You know, in reference to like relative, what you see is funny. Yeah, relative to yourself, funny is funny is funny. So what you may find amusing, regardless of our age difference, is fine amusing. I, I've seen so many old old comedians, and I I think they're hilarious too. I wish I could see more of that footage because it was very original. Yeah, but but that it's different though. When you grow up listening to, you know, when it's all you had, versus Today, you, you can go back and listen to Richard Pryor, or you can listen to, you know, Kevin Hart. When I grew up, there was... Uh-oh. 
Hello? George Carlin. And so, what's that? You you cut out for about five seconds there. Yeah, I lost you for a second there. You said you said when you after grew up, Richard Pryor. After Richard yeah. Pryor, I believe. Yep. Yeah, yeah, do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't even started the show yet, and they're trying to give us this cheap or they're giving. They, they did not appreciate T's uh, Cat Williams. <laughs> Yeah, William just shut him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a nope. <laughs> uh, while we wait for T, I didn't. I saw that it got really big. The the podcast. I didn't actually listen to it myself yet. I saw a couple of clips. Is it worth uh, checking out? That particular one. I mean, it's one of those things where you find out a few, you know, could be facts behind entertainment that you wasn't aware of. Uh, no different yeah. than listening to reading tabloids of, of some sort. What he's saying, oh, yeah. some of it has been backed up by other people, uh, including uh, Ice Cube. So I would say, yeah, take a listen to it, man. Especially if you if you if you follow those comedians and mm-hmm. kind of just want to know like what what the inner circle might be, even a little bit. That's all it is. This is, this is a little bit. Well, it's yeah. Truth against theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, well, like Rogan has comedians on a lot, and I always find those discussions entertaining when he has comedians on, so I'll probably check it out just because I like to hear how they kind of go back and forth and think about things and credit, discredit, you know, that sort of stuff. That's what sounds like that kind of happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I was a fan of Kevin. I don't watch a whole lot of Kevin Hart stuff anymore, but mm-hmm. honestly, I listen to his. Um, All right. Can you hear me now? There he is. Oh, there he is. Yes. Yeah, I don't man. Know what the heck. Welcome back, bro. I don't know what the heck happened. I'm like, these guys have to give me another free month because next thing you know, I couldn't hear nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's he's coming. Kinda... Cat, Cat Williams tried to shut you down, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Cat, Cat Williams yeah. got in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you got cut off, just so you know where you were. You got cut off like right after you talked about Richard Pryor, where you left off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I think my point was. My my point was when I you know when I was growing up listening to comedians I you know when you when you, you know if if there's an age gap then your choices are different right so you know there's a generation now that can certainly listen to Richard Pryor and some of the old school comedians but it's a choice versus when I grew up there was no you know Martin Lawrence there was no um, heck there wasn't even really an Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy came later when he got big, like later 80s, um, certainly wasn't Kevin Hart or Cat Williams or Bernie Mac or Steve. There was none of these guys. And so I listened to Richard Pryor. I listened to Red Fox. I listened to Moms Mabley, George Carlin. Those were, you know, and so when, when I say that it, there's a difference, that's what I had. And so that's my standard because that's all I had. And so someone else may have a different standard. Someone else is going to say, man, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, that dude, you know, okay, well, that's why I say the generation is different because for my generation, Kevin Hart can't even, he's not even in the same arena as Richard Pryor. I mean, it ain't, it ain't even a conversation, but to someone today, that's their guy, you know, or like you said, Cat Williams, right? But in my generation, wouldn't even, not even, man, <laughs> man, but anyway. 
So who's your favorite ever? Richard Pryor. I'm curious. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, okay. Richard Pryor, hands down. My dad Richard, Richard Pryor and, and George Carlin live. Yeah, Richard, Richard Pryor is, um, and, and you know, if you ask a lot of the comedians who their favorite is, you'd be surprised at how many say Richard Pryor. You ask them. Yeah, his name comes up a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of them that will say Richard Pryor. Uh, and Richard Pryor's favorite was Red Fox. That's why he made a point of making sure that he did a movie. He loved Red Fox and he loved Eddie Murphy. And that's why he did Harlem Nights. And if you notice, he had a lot of comedians that he brought in, you know, to do that movie. So, yep. um, but anyway, all right, enough on that, enough on Cat Williams. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch, you know, but I just, I just, it just, I don't know. It's just that kind of stuff. That's all. It's just intriguing. So, um, the other topic, this is now getting back on the football before we do, we're going to do picks. Jameis, Jameis, Jameis. <laughs> In case anyone listening doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, the Saints were beating the Falcons 41-17, to lined up in the victory formation. Victory formation pretty much sends the message, we're not going to run a play. We're going to kneel out the game. We're, conce- you know, we, we're letting you know we're done trying to score on you. We got the win. So let's you know, pack it up and go home. They lined up in victory formation, and then they handed it off to – a uh, backup running back for him to score a touchdown. And Arthur Williams, I think is his name, because he just got fired, um, had a fit, went over and cussed out Dennis Allen. And then at the end of the game, Dennis Allen said that that was not, he did not authorize that. He instructed them to go into victory formation and take a knee. So that was done without his permission. And Jameis, Jameis came and said that it was a team decision that he acknowledges they went against the coach, but it was what the team wanted to do to give their player a touchdown. That's what they wanted to do. Um, it I'm curious. Kind of What's that? Uh, must, it sounds like it must have been some kind of financial incentive. <laughs> Not at all. That's what I thought, too. Not at all? Nope. Oh, wow. They just wanted him to get a touchdown. He was a backup running back, oh. hadn't had a lot of play, and he had a chance to score. So they wanted to get him a touchdown. And he hadn't had a touchdown all year, and apparently he's more um, a, a team teammate favorite, if you will. Yeah. So um, I'm curious if you guys support Jameis's and, – and, and I say Jameis because he seemed to be the one to take the – you know, kind of be the leader of, of the movement. And he was very unapologetic in his um, – post-game interview. I, I guess let me ask this. Does anybody think it was okay? Let me start there. Any of you three think that what he did was okay? Nope. Uh, um, I, I, um, I don't necessarily have a straightforward answer to this, but i like to just give my answer this way. I don't have an issue with what they did. I have an issue with the formation they used to do it. If you're going to defy the coach, there's a fucking call to audible, call to run play, snap the ball, and hand it off to the guy. 
because the other team is expecting something different, especially when you have when the game is pretty much out of hand for them. That's so I have a problem more or less with the disrespect of the other team than I really than under than than giving the dude the opportunity to score. If you're gonna disrespect the coach, just run a regular play. Just change the play all 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 together, come out of the huddle real fast, snap the ball and go. So the fact that they did not do that, the fact that they didn't just run an I formation or whatever, what do you think of what they actually did? I don't like what they did for the in regards to the disrespect to to Atlanta. Because Atlanta is basically understanding what you're doing and 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 for them this is their all right, you're it's okay, you're conceding your you the right word isn't conceived, but it's like, all right, read the formation. We're done. We're done trying to make a play. You know, trying to make any tackles. We're, we're, we're good. We're, you know, we're not even. Right. It's the right. Yeah. So that's the part that I don't like. Not so much as defying the coach. It's, it's the disrespect to the opposing team because it's, it's the end of the game. Like, dude, we're not. We're, we're done trying. So I, I don't want to. I want to make sure I don't put words in your mouth. You yeah. don't have a problem with them defying the coach. Correct. Why? Why? Why would? Why would that not be an issue for you? You would be okay if you were on that team. I don't have a problem with 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 defying the the coach in the sense of, all right, as a whole unit on that field, all of those guys, because it's not like it's a one person. It's a whole unit on. They all decided to do it, right? And you're just gonna hand the ball off uh, to this dude, you know, so he can so he can get a touchdown. Fine, you want to look out, you you want to look out for your boys. The last game of the season, you may or may not make it to the playoffs. Uh, for me, it's a, it, it's a, it, it's football. It it happens. <laughs> so. Um, I don't see that as a as as a big deal for the final play. The formation you chose to do it in is a is a disrespect to the team because the team is expecting just a simple. But isn't, that part, but isn't that part of the problem though? I mean, that's the problem is that's you didn't you 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 did it out of victory formation. I mean, that's part of the problem is you can't just say, "Well, I'm problem with what they did," but they yes, they knew they did that on purpose. That was intentional. <laughs> they were in victory formation and then they ran the ball to. Deceive the defense. That was not on purpose. They they didn't come out and say I formation or whatever and let's run it. They did that shit on I, purpose. I I understand. So that's why I'm saying I have an issue with you doing it out of that formation. But I don't have an issue with necessarily wanting to hand the ball off so the dude can try to score a touchdown. But I get it. If you do it out of that formation, it makes it easier for him to score. Right. Well, I mean, that's the part, and that's the part that I don't that, like. I'm trying to talk about what happened, and what they did do was they ran it out of that formation. The hypothetical yeah. of what they could have done is irrelevant. What they did was set line up in victory formation, hand it off, and, and the guy scored. That's what they did. So, I mean, I, and, and I'll say this, and I'm a little surprised, Train, because I've known you a long time. For you to not have a problem with them defying the coach is not what I expected to hear from you. Like, well, I'm sorry, I didn't uh, meet your expectations. 
No, it's cool. <laughs> do, do your thing. I'm just saying I'm surprised because, I mean, like, that's not – I don't know on any level in professional sports, in college sports, in high school sports, fuck, middle school sports, is it okay to defy the coach? You want it – if that was that important, call a timeout, go over to the sideline and say, hey, we want this guy to get a touchdown. Is that okay? Like, there's plenty of ways to do it and get the coach around it, but to just openly – and you're the backup quarterback now, Jameis. You're not even the starter. You're the backup. And you just openly defied the coach. And watch the interview. There was not an ounce of remorse. He felt good about it. So not only did you defy the head coach, but you're sitting over there smiling about it. I mean, this makes me think of Cam Newton back in the day, and I had so many problems with Cam's leadership or lack of leadership. As a leader, you do not defy your coach. You just don't do it. I mean, you, this dude had, you had 16 of the games to figure out a way to get him a touchdown. And now you're going to wait till the last play, the last game of the sea, end of the season, and then be sneaky about it. And then smile after the game, cheese it, and be like, yeah, 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 no, no, Dennis didn't like that. Oh, I have all the respect in the world for Atlanta. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because if you respected the other team, you don't call that bullshit play. You do what Train said. You line up in I formation, and you say, and if you want, that's what you do. If you want to defy the coach, then go all the way with it. Line up in I formation and run the ball. At least the defense has a chance to adjust and stop you. It's still, it's still bullshit, but at least you're giving the defense an opportunity. You're not trying to deceive them so your guy can get a hollow touchdown. I, just, I, I, I used to like Jameis, honestly. I used to think, you know, I mean, a, a, a quarterback with a lot of talent and always wanted him to get another opportunity. Now he's, a, he's, he's over there with Cam Newton to me. You got leadership issues, bro. That's not that's, – especially as a quarterback? Okay, you're the backup quarterback. But really? And if you're going to defy the coach on something like this, what else are you going to defy the coach in? What's next? Shannon Sharp said, I would have jumped offside. Yeah. I cracked up. But that's what he said. I would have jumped offside. And he said, and if it was my team, he'd be cut today meaning the next day. I agree. You got to go, bro. This is this is this is this is not a democracy. You don't do that. So so you're saying it was a team agreement but you're only going to cut James. He calls the place. Your job. You quarterback, you call the plays. The team agreement. He calls the plays though. That's his job. Team agreement. Yeah, okay. I understand he's going to touch the ball to, 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 to take the snap, but then it has to snap the ball, and everyone has to throw a block. Your quarterback is – what, what, what have we said on this show? Most important relationship is head coach quarterback. Your quarterback is your on-field leader. That's your man. That's his job to lead that, that group of 11. Not their job. It's his job. You failed. Mm-hmm. I don't care what everybody else can read to. He kind of has a final decision. I just, 
don't I don't agree with the whole cut for all of them uh, all of them agree to I don't agree just cutting one thing just because all of them all of them are assigned to me. So you got something else in the front of no. I hear you, but I just don't know. I, I don't agree with you. Yeah, that's cool. I would have cut them. You the leader. Bye. You got to go. And guess what? We could think of about five head coaches that would have did the same thing. He would have been gone the next day. Can't have it. The only thing I that I mean, the only, the part to me that was lame about it, because I can understand reasoning and wanting to do it for the team and Jamal Williams and Squirrel. Yeah, like, I get I'm empathetic to some of that stuff. Although I don't agree with that. But what I thought was shady and kind of weak was, like, taking a knee on and then just doing the touchdown. Like like you said, I want to try to, like, and play straight up. Like, yeah, we're going for it, you know? Like, play it play it straight up. Don't act like you're going to take a damn knee when the defense is, like, on their knees themselves. And then, you know, it's like a grimy touchdown. It's like a dirty touchdown. It's like, bro, like, what was that? It is. It's a cheap touchdown. I didn't even it's know how that guy could feel good. Like, how can he feel good about like, that right. touchdown yeah, against like, a defense that yeah. wasn't even ready? Yeah. Like, and if he said he would have jumped offside, I'm trying to understand how. Meaning, meaning if he was the only offensive he side, he would have jumped offside? No, yeah. he couldn't because he didn't know. I don't understand. Oh, on offense, okay, I see what you're saying. But, yeah, like I was just saying, uh, yeah, defense, I'm to, know what the hell was. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say when he, he said he would have jumped offside. Well, they had to call you know, know, they had to call the, had to call the play in the huddle. You had to say, here's what we're going to do, guys. You're not so jumping off the if you're in on it. <laughs> well, if, if, the court, yeah, nah, if you're in the huddle, they're calling the play. And so he's Correct. saying, if I'm in that huddle and you're telling me that this is what you're going to do, I'm going to jump offside because I don't agree with that. Or do a false start or something. Well, that's it. Okay, I, I see you. That's what he would have – he, so he wouldn't have said anything. He would have just lined up it. and jumped off sides. I got you. I got you. I'm just trying to make right. sure I understand. I'm sure he would have said All the other ten folks on there agreed, <laughs> and that's why they did it, because none of them jumped off sides. I, like, yeah. I don't even know. We're going off. Jameis said it was a team agreement. I have not heard from anybody else on that, on that offense yet. So I don't know. Okay, maybe, he, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I know that that is not something we see happen in the NFL. We don't see that. And I think there's a I reason. I wish they played it straight up. I just wish that, that they were decide that. Just, I just wish that they decided that just to play it straight up. You know, like, I'm going for it. Like, you wouldn't matter. Like, you're just being a dick, right? Like, at least, at least show them you're being a dick. You know? At least yeah. honor and, and, and letting them know that what you're doing. And I think the reason is because Coach would have called the timeout had they lined yeah, up an eye for exactly why. Coach would have called a timeout and called on and said, what the fuck are uh, you doing? See, that's a good sign on why they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that's why he's supposed to come out of the huddle with the speed of light, bro. Right? Yeah, hurry up. Grab <laughs> the ball. <laughs> hurry up offense. Come out, yeah, come out of the huddle but, like, man, you sure it's on fire. Y'all will remember the years that we talked about Cam Newton, and I said Cam Newton ain't going nowhere based on his attitude. And I turned out to be very right. Very right. All of that, I'm happy and dabbing when we win, and then when we lose, I'm going to put the, the towel over my head, and I'm not talking to anybody and, you know, all of that stuff. And I'm like, that ain't a leader. Man, dude, your best, your, your best is behind you. You had your MVP season. You went to a Super Bowl. Man, you're done. You don't have the temperament to lead a team. Well, now, now I'm saying that about Jameis. He was already, already a backup 
right? Already he's a backup, throwing 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in one season. So you're already a backup. Let's see what happens to him next season. Watch Probably wasn't the brightest move by Jameis. You know, if the Saints that. don't keep him, nobody is keeping Jameis. Yeah, that doesn't – Right. No, I, I mean, that's, that's why – That wasn't very I smart. I, but I, I would have had that position whether he did this or not. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I never and, thought of him anymore. Taysom Hill and, and, comes in as, the, as like your backup. But you yeah. know in the NFL, backups have – look at Flacco, right? Backups have – you know, you, you, you're a decent backup. You can, you yeah, can you, add years to your career. Yeah. Okay. You can get the resurrection. That's true. You can yeah. get the resurrection, I, but he's all done. Know. He's all done. He he's gonna be lucky to be. I mean, well, I don't know who's the worst team in the NFL. He's gonna be on that roster next year, maybe, maybe. But all right, let's get into some picks. Let's get into some picks. Um. So Saturday, four thirty, we have the Browns. At the Texans, I remember somebody laughed at me a couple weeks ago when I had the Browns in my top five. Somebody, somebody questioned that. I'm a train. I don't remember who it was, but somebody questioned. Man, me. fuck the Browns, bro. But, 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 are they not a threat? Yeah, I. Just saying. I'm just calling it like I see it. So, because Train was the one who said, fuck them Browns, Train gets to go first. Browns at the Texans. You got, you got Flacco came off the couch about six, seven weeks ago, and you got a, a, a stout defense going up against, uh, what are we talking, maybe the rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud. Yeah, he looks like the rookie of the year. Yeah. He's a So, who you got? Browns at the Texans. Who you got? I got the Browns. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't that hard of a pick for, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> I still, oh I still no football, but still fucking brown. <laughs> Y'all have to understand, my, my <laughs> issue is not so much with the Browns themselves. I'm pissed we blew a game against a team we were kicking their ass. Like, we almost sent Joe Flacco back to the couch, and then all of a sudden he got a second win. So, Forgive me, but it's personal. That's where that's where it comes from for me. However, they made it. I pick them. You know what I'm saying, Brown? Yeah, that's all that matters. You picked them. Yeah, yeah. You will. We will give you a couple of quick minutes to talk about Justin Fields before we get off the show. Gonna be quick though, because you know your team ain't in the playoffs. Sorry, bro, but you know, you know, you know how that goes. But we we do want to get your thoughts on Justin Fields because that's a big topic. Uh, but after we do our picks. Um, I'm also going to go with the Browns, and I am tracking these picks, by the way, fellas, just so you know. So the little delay is me typing shit. Okay. Uh, JB, who you got? I'm going with the Browns, too. Um, Texans are playing great football. Can't take that away from them. But I think the Browns' experience in terms of just um, leadership from Flacco got the whole team kind of calmed down. And uh, Stefanski has been there before with the Vikings, so just a lot of uh, a lot of leadership on that side, a lot of veterans on that side. So, both one about their job. K Star, we're making unanimous. Browns defense really good. I mean, you know, more experienced team, and uh, the help your team honestly. 
Oh, everybody picked the Browns. I guess I guess T wasn't crazy a couple weeks ago, huh? Guess not. Okay. Um, Saturday night, eight o'clock game. Dolphins at the Chiefs. I gotta tell you, I, I like every single game this weekend. I, I'm gonna miss. Well, I actually ain't gonna miss any of them, but I'm gonna be out Saturday night, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be checking the Dolphins Chiefs game from my phone. Um, if the Cowboys were playing Saturday night, I'd be home. But um, I, I'll be out, but I'll still be peeping this game. So Dolphins at the Chiefs. Tyreek uh, gets to uh, go home, play his former team, team that did win a Super Bowl uh, without him. Huh? I said again. Yep. <laughs> the team that did win a Super Bowl without him. Um, Mahomes got a... a uh, MVP without him, but um, it's another year. The Chiefs are not looking like the Chiefs that we routinely seen over the last few years, and even the Dolphins um, aren't quite what we once thought they were. So I view this really as a pick'em game. Um, keep in mind that it's going to be very cold in Kansas City Saturday night. So that said, JB, who you got? And it's going to be like the team that can have the um, the least fallback. I'll reluctantly go with the Chiefs mainly because of the weather. I think that's going to play a huge factor. And um, I think also the Chiefs being a team that's probably gotten tired of the regular season, they're probably ready for the playoffs. I think this would be that, that boost that they need to wake themselves up. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Okay. K-Star, who you got? Yeah, I'm going with the Dolphins, man. The Chiefs have not been impressive all year. They don't have enough offense. I think drops come back and bite them because we know the Dolphins can make some big plays on the field and after the catch, something the Chiefs do not have the even the capacity to do uh, on any near anywhere near the level that Dolphins do. Um, the Chiefs have a good defense, but they're a little susceptible to the run. I think most are, uh, I think the Dolphins are balanced enough to get the job done. And the Chiefs' offense just is not up to playoff par with a team like the Dolphins. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins and upset. Train, who you got? Man, Dolphins is a pretty girl that can't make no sense. I'm picking the Chiefs. I can't beat the Dolphins, man. They can't make no, a pretty girl can't make no sandwich? Oh, my God. You can't, you can't make no sandwich, man. You know, that's I can't do it. No, man. I, it's just, they, their season has been nothing but just beating up on teams that they are probably supposed to be. Not in the end of play. Why am I expecting them? You know. So, yeah. I know they got, they, got, they got the Cowboys. I get it. I get it. They got, you know, had the rabbit's foot on one time. But, nah, I'm not picking. I'm going to let that one go. You know, K-Star never gives up a shot to take a shot. So I'm going to let that go. Nah, I wasn't even, I wasn't even taking a shot. I'm just saying that, no, <laughs> yeah, I was showing respect to the Cowboys, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm saying the Cowboys are good. The Dolphins are good, too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm going with Mahomes. I think uh, he's going to be the best player on the field. I don't know that the Chiefs are going to end up facing the Ravens in the NFC, uh, AFC championship game, a little too early for that. 
but I think they're going to have enough at home to take out the Dolphins. Um, so I'm going with the Chiefs. All right. We've got the Steelers minus T.J. Watt. He is ruled out against the Bills in Buffalo. K-Star, I know you're going to pick the Steelers because that's what you're supposed to do. But you need to convince us why we should agree with you. <clears throat> okay. K-Star, don't listen, to, don't listen to T, man. Like, use your football acumen, man, and pick the team. Did you know who is this, John? Like, like if you know, just take the bias out, man, and look at this, you know, through the non-Steelers' eyes and say, you know what, this team will win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they're putting a tough spot. Wow. He's putting you in that spot. No. I put you in that spot. You Train's doing the okie doke on you, bro. You, you, come on now. Don't let Train do that to me. <laughs> you know, Bruh. I think I think nine or ten times the Bills probably win, but we just need that one time. The reason why that time is even possible, the only reason why that time is possible is because the Steelers force turnovers in the second highest rate in all of football. It's because the Steelers in the last five weeks have lead NFL in rushing because the Steelers run the ball 70% of the time. And when they do pass the ball, they've been explosive with Mason Rudolph being actually accurate with the football. So they have the downfield talent. They have the offensive line that's absolutely gushing, I'm sorry, gashing run defenses. And Buffalo, their one uh, bugaboo on defense has been their run defense. They're top, bottom five in rush defense in the league. So there's a matchup scenario where the Steelers keep it getting close and pull one out. So we're going with the upset. We're going with Najee. We're going with Jalen Warren. We're going with the Steelers defense in Buffalo. The last time they played, the Steelers beat Buffalo, we'll do it again. Josh Allen can deal with that football now. If he does, the Steelers will make him pay him time possession. They're going to keep that offense on the field, I promise you. You know, in case, sir, I, I appreciate that because your predictions are legendary. All right. Obviously, the Steelers are win this game. They're on defense, uh, total yard <laughs> scoring, playing the most, one of the most unique offenses in all of football. Um, the ankle for Big Ben is a lot better than what it was uh, against San Francisco, which – it's definitely uh, good news, but uh, while we lost Mendenhall, Hall, you know, again, uh, Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown, two prolific receivers for us. Uh, I just don't see how, you know, Tim Tebow and the Broncos can match us point for point uh, at, at mile high. Um, again, that offense is just horrendous to begin with, and they're playing against number one defense in the league. Uh, Troy Palomalo, James Harris, Lamar Woolsey, they're calling for you, Tim Tebow. I love you, but not this Sunday. Not this time. Uh, you don't want to come on the Madden voice if y'all lose to Denver, man. Now I'm gonna get I would forever hate Tim Tebow. I'm gonna get on oh, train. Get on right <laughs> Okay, with what you gave me about Romo and how oh, oh. Romo this and that and Romo and he didn't do it and blah, 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 all that bull. Man, do not. I'm gonna tell you now. Get a flu, <laughs> get a cold, get something, man. Sprain a, get a high ankle sprain, something. But you don't want to come on the Madden voice next Tuesday night. If I don't care how, I don't care if Ben gets knocked out the first play and don't play the whole game. Don't come on the show next week because there's no way on earth the Steelers should lose. It. I had played that in a while, so I, I had to I had to bring back the archives of the punk, the archives of the K Star legendary prediction. 
Man, fuck at least this time you're not favored. At least this time you are clearly <laughs> the underdog and on the road. So script is completely flipped this time around. Yeah, but hey, okay, you didn't come on the show this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So JB, you heard K Star. He gave a compelling argument as to why the Steelers are going to pull an upset. Who you got, JB? Got the Bills. Y'all don't have TJ Watt. Y'all on the road. Bills are rolling right now. Um, I expect the Steelers to not roll over. They're going to play tough. They're still going to play Steelers football. That's just timeless DNA. But I think it's going to be too much taking Bills. Trey, you, you heard it, man. You, you, you know, that's, that's your boy. You told him football acumen and all that. He picked the Steelers. Did he convince you? Are you going to get on the K-Star train and go with the Steelers? He lost me and we forced all these turnovers and you don't have TJ White. <laughs> Gosh, I'll have a walking turnover, bro. It's a walking turnover, all right? It still applies. It still applies, damn it. The turnover machine ain't even playing. <laughs> man, hey, listen, man. Good job sticking by your team, bro. But hey, I've 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 been a Josh Allen fan since the senior bowl. So uh, if I have any opportunity to ride with that guy, I'm, I'm gonna ride with Josh Allen. I, I really do like him as a QB. So, and uh, you guys are primed for the picking right now. Uh, good luck, my man. But we be rolling with the beat. I gotta tell you, man. Be close. I promise you, it'll be close. I so want to pick Steelers, and I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the Steelers, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna root for the Steelers. I'm just getting a little sick of all this Josh Allen love that he keeps getting. I'm like, you know, calling him Superman, and he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. I'm like, wait a minute. He's good. He's very good. But y'all forget all these damn turnovers he's done? And I'm sorry, has he made it to a Super Bowl yet? Now, he might get there. I ain't saying he won't. But to this point, he has not. So he ain't made it to a Super Bowl yet. He's a turnover machine, and 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 the, the sports world talks about him like he's Patrick Mahomes, and he's not. Now, does he have time to take that next step? Absolutely. Will he? We'll see. But is he there now? No. Yeah. I, I expect them to win this game simply because they are the better team and they're also at home. So I expect them to win this game. But I'm going to tell you, man, if the Steelers go in there and upset them, I ain't going to be mad at all. I, I just immediately getting on my nerves, man, about this dude. I'm just saying. Getting on my last nerve about this dude. Can, speaking of media and whatnot, can, can we just pause with the whole, oh, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's, what, in his sixth year now? Can, yeah. Can we give that stuff a break? I'm about annoyed with all of that. They talk about all these folks in their fifth, sixth, seventh year. Let's wait till they get to the twilight before we start having them conversations. I just can't stand it. Reminds me of Cam Newton. Josh Allen does. The player. But let, huh? let the guy at least make a Super Bowl before you start putting a yellow jacket on him. Let him make a Super Bowl. Even if you don't win. You know, make get there. Then it okay, you know, at least he guided his team to the to the to the chip. But you know, they asked me about Romo. Should Romo go in the Hall of Fame? I'm like, hell no. 
I don't even know if he should be in the damn ring of honor. But Hall of Fame? <laughs> Hell no. Shoot. Man, don't get me started. Okay. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. All right. Speaking of the Cowboys, next game, Sunday, 430. Can't wait. Bart Scott said a long time ago. Can't wait. Only thing Bart Scott ever did that I liked, by the way. Can't stand him. That quote, I like that quote. That was that was from that was like from the heart. That was like football passion. I can I can get with that. But as an analyst, he's terrible. He's terrible. I don't know how he got a job. How the fuck is he on ESPN and I'm not? And I live right down the street. But anyway, Packers at the Cowboys. JB, we gonna start with you, bro. No, we're not. We're not. We're not starting with JB. Man, fuck that. I'll take this one first. Got the motherfucking Cowboys. Hey, don't let, don't let you me down, man. Your team ain't playing. Your team ain't playing. I know my team ain't playing, but I can't hate the team y'all playing. I want to go first. Take our game first when your team ain't even playing. What do you mean, how I'm going to take your game first? <laughs> I your team ain't first, even playing, man. the team first, man. That ain't got nothing to do with the team. I ain't seen y'all playing, man. Don't let me down, man. I can't stand the Packers, dog. This is like wow. Kanye West interrupting Terry Swift. Go ahead. Go, go, go ahead, Train. Go ahead, Train. Man, let me in there, man. Go ahead, Motherfucking Packers. Listen, now, I'm a Cowboy fan this weekend. I just wear my TSU hat because it's close to the coast. But, man, I need y'all getting that ass. You know what I'm saying? My MVP, Michael Parsons, get in that ass. You know, uh, MVP back up that press side. Don't keep throwing them touchdowns that you threw against the commanders. Keep commanding them touchdowns. Show Green Bay where they belong. Hey. On the motherfucking couch. Hey, hey, J- um, hey JV, <laughs> we got to go recruit him to be a Cowboy fan. God damn. Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, That's waiting one. on this bitch. All right. We got, we got one. JB, you next. Like I was saying, that's Kanye West interrupting Taylor Swift. That's funny as hell. It was. Um, yeah, obviously I got the Cowboys. I think – no excuses. You're number two seed. You're playing at home. You knew you weren't going to get number one, but two was always a possibility, and now you got it. And you got a team that you you got a grudge against because they've knocked you out before when Aaron Rodgers threw that pass to, to Jones, the tight end. Back when Cobb was the number one seed, still pisses me off to this day. Man, that was back in 2016 in Prescott's um, rookie year. Even though that was a long time ago, you got a chance for redemption. And more importantly, you got a chance to really put a stamp on things. Got that number two seed, got this home game, win this one, you get another home game after it. Quit messing around, quit playing around, quit this bow. Get in there and, and I'm going to say it like I said before, getting that ass like tissue, talking two fly. Get all up in it. Okay. K-Star, who you got? Yeah, I got the Cowboys. Um, since the game were Cowboys, take control early, you know, and for the Packers, show some life. They got some young talent. Sorry, Train, it's true. Uh, with Jordan Love, I think they make it an entertaining game, but I just think it's more of a comeback mode. I think the Cowboys just have too much for them. Um, you know, more experienced team. And the Packers, I, I believe, are heard of the fifth youngest team to ever make the playoffs. You know, they came on late during the season. The Cowboys have just been a, honestly an elite team for most of the year. Um, so I expect them to win and handle business at home with uh, the pass rush and, and Dak and CD, especially CD. My God, CD, CD Lamb's an animal. Shout out to CD. That guy's incredible. Um, so I'm going to go 
with that one. So, you know, train set the bar kind of high. Um, there's an episode of the Jeffersons. If y'all, any of y'all are Jeffersons fans, I'm a huge fan of the show. Um, think about, I think most of them are dead. I think, I think Jenny, Jenny may be the only one alive. <laughs> I think Jenny's still alive. I think everybody else, all of them, all of the Bentley and all, all of them passed away. Um, I think one of the Lionels mm-hmm. might be alive. The original Lionel has passed away, but the other, the, the, the second Lionel, the second Lionel, I think is still alive. Um, so but anyway, Molly Gibbs is what? Nah, she she passed, bro. Molly Gibbs? Yeah. Man, how that happened? Yeah, let me Google it. I thought she passed. Now you got me doubting mm-hmm. myself. No. Nah. Nah, she's still alive. Let's see. Oh, 92. Okay, I thought she passed. Okay, all right. And Molly Gibbs still alive, too. Okay. Point is, there's, a, there's an episode where George was playing the dozens with the Willis's white son, half white, half black, but on the show, he was, you know, fair-skinned. And they were playing the dozens. In case y'all don't know what playing the dozens is, is when you insult the other person in, in a rhyme. You say something like, your teeth are yellow, your breath is bad, so get out of my face before you wish you had. That's the kind of shit you say when you play in the dozens. Actually, that's one of the things that came off the show. That's actually a direct quote from the show. And so when 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 the dude said that to George, he said, uh-oh, give me room. <laughs> and he went and he did his thing. Give, y'all give me about a minute or two here to, 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 to say my piece. Stephen A. Smith said that this is the this is the, the best chance that Dallas has had in 28 years to win a Super Bowl. He's wrong. In 07, we had 13 Pro Bowlers. In 07, we were the number one seed. In 07, the Giants came into our stadium and upset us, and then went on and won the Super Bowl as a sixth seed. This was back when it was still 16 games and there were 16 going, and they went in and beat the Patriots the first time, 2007. But they had to go through Dallas. We were the number one seed and we lost. That was our best chance in 28 years. It still was our best chance compared to today. However, I ain't seen a Dallas team hold home court like this team has. I've never seen that. And I've been watching Cowboys since I was a little boy. I've never seen that. Before my brother was born, my dad said, hey, you can't bounce teams. You can't, you know, I used to, whoever was winning, that was my team. Oh, they're winning? Yeah, that's my team. And dad said, hey, you, you, that's not how you do it, son. You got to pick a team, and then that's your team, and you support that team whether they win or lose. I was about six years old, maybe, seven tops. I think I was like six. And I said, who's that team playing on TV? They got a star in their helmet. I like stars, and they're blue. I like blue, and I like stars. Who's that team? He said, that's the Dallas Cowboys. I said, that's my team. That was 50 years ago. I've been a fan that long. I've seen a lot. I've been through a lot. Ups, downs, highs, lows, Tom Landry, Jerry Jones. You know, I've been up and down. It brings me to where we are today. This is a statement game. This is a game that you go out there and you you exercise all those demons. All of those, that ain't good enough. Um, The team doesn't show up in big games. The team doesn't have any playoff wins. Blah, 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 blah. 
This is the game you do that in. Whatever, all the history of this season, losing to Arizona, losing to uh, uh, San Francisco, all that, that shit, that shit's gone. That's over with. That's done. Don't even work. Yeah, 49ers don't matter. The Eagles don't matter. The Lions don't matter. That off, that, that penalty, no one cares. It's over with. All that matters is Sunday, 430 in AT&T Stadium. It is a time to make a statement. This is the time to go out there and play Dallas Cowboy football. You are the better team. There is no doubt about it. I don't give a damn Jordan Love. I don't want to hear all that mess. You're the better team. Dak, CD, Brandon Cooks, Micah, Demarcus Lawrence. It is time. Gilmore is going to play. His shoulder popped out. They popped it back in. He said he's good to go. Bland, it's time now. No excuses. I don't, I, I don't give a damn. This is the time to make a statement. This is the beginning of your journey. It starts Sunday at 430. You go in there, you play 60 minutes, and you beat this team down. You beat them down to the core. And you sit back and see who you got to play next week. Don't go out there and lose, because y'all ain't going to like, y'all ain't, man, you ain't going to like what I'm going to say Tuesday if y'all lose. I might get on the show Sunday night if y'all lose. Go out there and win, and win convincingly. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Two games left to call, and then we're going to get on out of here. <sighs> Interesting games. We got the Rams at the Lions. We got the quarterbacks that were traded for each other, playing each other. Stafford's going back to Detroit. Didn't play in a playoff game when he was with Detroit, but now he's going to play one in Detroit. And uh, Goff went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. Stafford won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Who you guys got? Uh, JB, Rams at the Lions, who you got? I'm going to go with the Rams in an upset. Um, they're, They're playing better football as of late. So Lions are, are nothing to sneeze at. Um, Seagull, I'd like the Lions to win just because it's been a, a morbid franchise, but I think the Rams are going, going there and sneak one, so I'm going to take them. Okay. Just got a note that Melania Trump's mother passed away. Not a Trump fan at all, but still, she was a first lady. I extend condolences to the former first lady and her family. And uh, wishing them, you know, giving them our condolences. So that's it. Um, all right. K-Star, who you got? I like the Rams as well. Um, to me, they're the better quarterback. They're the healthier team. They have two of the best, I'm sorry, probably the three best players within the game. They have Aaron Donald, you know, they have Cooper Cup, and they have Puka Nakua. Um, as good as Monroe is, we got to remember that, you know, Dan Campbell risked playing starters last week, and what he got in return was their young phenom tight end. Sam Laporta may not even play in this game, and he's been a massive difference maker for them all season long. Um, the Rams uh, have a good run defense, and it's kind of the strength of the Lions, and pass defense of the Lions is the strength of the Rams' passing offense. So I, I like the Rams in an upset. Matt Stafford. Uh, eliminates his Lions at home from the playoffs. And this is a Super Bowl team, by the way, guys, that won a Super Bowl. McVay, 
and Stafford. So we got to give them some respect, too. I know they're the quote-unquote underdog, but to me, they, they feel like favorites to me. It's just people, I guess, aren't really acknowledging that. We don't have to do anything. <laughs> you have to give them the respect. No, I know. I mean, I know. I'm just saying I think they've got to earn that all right, Train, who you got? Man, you know, the Lions, they're going to play hard for, for Dan Campbell. Um, but as a guy towards the end of the season, man, you know, the real Jared Goff started to show up. And uh, like the Rams are catching fire at the right time. Um, they're starting to run the ball well, which is which is which uh, uh, which makes McVay's offense very, very dangerous. Um, so that said, I'm, I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm also going to pick the Rams, but man, this I'm uneasy. This is the first pick. It is actually going to be the only pick that I'm uneasy about, and it is possible before Sunday night I change to the Lions. Um, and and a lot of it is because of Dan Campbell and his ability to rally those those guys. Um, yeah. First home playoff game in 30 years. Um, you know, I. I, I I just something tells me that they might they might be up to the task, and I know the Rams have surged late in the season, um, but man, I, I'm gonna pick the Rams right now because I just think that they have they just just a little bit better right now. But man, I might y'all might get a text from me before uh, <laughs> before eight o'clock on Sunday, you know, depending on what kind of scuttlebutt I get. And I, I might I might uh, especially if, if that that tight end does play because I know they. He's, they're still on the fence about him, um, so we'll see. But right now, I'm going to go with the Rams. All right, last but definitely not least, one that I'm going to enjoy watching. Got the Eagles at the Bucks. JB, who you got? <laughs> well, I hope the Bucks didn't add like tissue the way the Cowboys going to do it to the Packers. Oh, my goodness. All the talk about if the Bucks win, Sirianni's on the hot I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, even though it would be one epic collapse. But um, I do think um, Tampa Bay has enough going for them to uh, to steal one from from the Eagles. So I'm gonna go Tampa Bay. Now you're picking Tampa Bay. I know you want Tampa Bay, but you're picking Tampa Bay, correct? Correct, both. I'm picking Tampa okay. Bay, and I want both. Okay, K Star. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if A.J. Brown's playing. Devontae Smith got hurt a couple weeks ago. The Eagles are banged up, and, you know, the Niners kind of exposed them a while ago. Their secondary can't stop big plays on the field. They're about to play Mike Evans. So um, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. Who, who, who are you picking? Tampa. Know if it's on your end or my end, but you were coming in and out. So, um, all right, train. Man, um, it's not looking good for the Eagles right now. Uh, and Tampa, you know, they, they they managed to get it done to, to get into the dance. Um, however, I'm I'm gonna go with the Eagles uh, for this the experienced playoff team that's that's been there before. They do got injuries. I don't know if I'll change my pick, but I want to pay attention to the injuries before 
hundred games. So based on that, I may have, I may or may not change my pick. But right now, uh, uh, ditto, I, identical. Obviously, I will be rooting for the Bucks no matter what. But I'm not a big Baker fan. He's had a decent year. I think he's resurrected his career, and more than likely, you know, he should get at least, you know, some some level of a contract out of this. But overall, he's been an average quarterback throughout his career. Um, you know, he had that one season with Cleveland. He took him to the playoffs. But other than that, he really hasn't done much. So I don't have a lot of faith uh, when the bright lights shine that Baker's going to be the one to, to do it. Um, I think that I, I, as much as I want the Eagles to lose, and I promise you, I hope I'm wrong. I'm picking the Eagles. I might switch, like Train said. I'm going to watch – injuries and see who's playing, I in no way, shape, or form want them to win. I will be very happy to be wrong about this. But I can remind myself that this team has won a Super Bowl recently and was just in the Super Bowl a year ago. And even though they haven't looked good the last several weeks, I do think that there is some level of, of a championship pedigree enough to beat Tampa Bay. Can they beat Detroit or Dallas uh, or even San Francisco? No, not at this point. But can they beat Tampa Bay? Now, if they beat Tampa Bay, now we got to sit back and say, okay, how did they win? And is this team now going to get on a roll and become dangerous? But uh, I'm going to pick them now with the thought that I might change before kickoff uh, Monday night. And um, definitely rooting for Tampa Bay, though. I, I want to see. I can't stand the Eagles. I can't stand their fans. And I just want to be able to post on my Facebook wall, cry, Eagles cry. That's all I want to do. And I swear to God, if we win and they lose, that's what I'm going to post. I ain't posted almost nothing about football all year. But that'll be my football post. So, all right. Uh, two last items, and then we're going to get out of here. Power rankings. Uh, K-Star, as, as always, did not send his. Um, thank God we did picks live because he wouldn't send no, I those. Did. I did. You sent power rankings? Yeah. It's came in a little when? late. When? When? I got eight. <laughs> a little late, an hour before the show. A little late, a lot late, a lot late. <laughs> a little late, an hour before the show. You think I'm sitting around watching my email for your damn picks? Okay, so so <laughs> this dude, man. Let me see who he has. Okay, he's got the same hit. Wait a minute. Oh no, those are those are trains picks. Oh, here's his case star coming through now. Uh, my email says 847. That's what my email says. Just saying. Woo. No damn 8 o'clock, 847. Uh, late, 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 super late. Yeah. All right. So, case star me, JB have the same, in the same order. Ravens, Niners, Bills, Cowboys, Browns. Train is the only one that the difference, the same top four, and his fifth is the Lions instead of the Browns. Because as he said earlier, fuck the Browns. Um, you do think, though, that he would have picked the Browns over the Lions since the Lions are in his division, right? That's what I would have thought, but okay. Well, yeah, whatever. Um, I disrespect I the record. Okay. Um, so the final TMV power rankings of the year – Ravens, Niners, Bills, Cowboys, Browns. Who would have thunk that the Browns would be in our top five? 
without uh, Deshaun Watson. But that's the final TMV par rankings, and I, I saw quite a few today, and it's it, that's pretty much what we see. Um, the top four are pretty consistent, and then that fifth team, um, I've seen that, the Browns, the Lions. There was one other team I saw somebody mention uh, as well. I can't remember who it was now. Could have been the Dolphins. I don't know. There was one other team that people were throwing in as a possible 15. But, okay. Uh, Train, before we get on out of here, I'm going to give you a very quick moment to just say what you would do with Justin Fields. Would you keep him or would you trade him and draft another quarterback? Uh, I would trade him and draft another quarterback. I would trade him and go get Caleb Williams. Um, at the end of the day, I've, I've watched, man, all 17 games. And uh, there is <clears throat> a lot to like about Justin Fields' personality and likable dude, Bill, to be a leader. But when it comes to playing the quarterback position, I just I don't see it getting any better than than where he is now. It's, he, he leaves a lot of offense on the field and, People get excited because of his escapability and, and his ability to run. Um, what they don't know is he creates half of those situations because he goes on to the ball. So um, if there's an opportunity to upgrade, if the corner is drafted, and there's a guy that's better than Fields, I'm pulling, I'm pulling the trigger. But, and to me, I think Caleb Williams would be better, so I'm pulling the trigger. Okay. I guess we will see. All right, we're going to get on out of here. Final thoughts. Uh, Train, you might as well keep the mic. Final thoughts. So to be on the outside looking in, uh, we had three historic losses. And the three historic losses, if not losses, we actually don't even need the game against Green Bay at the end. We have ten wins. And... uh, we have the seven, seven seed or whatever, you know, because that's all you need. And um, that's likely why I probably wouldn't keep the coaching staff either. You know, I love the GM. I think Brian Poles uh, has the right stuff as far as uh, bringing in talent and having this conviction and, and making the team better. Uh, but even Fluce and that, that band of coaches, along with Fields, Let's flush him. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it now. No regrets. You know, uh, after seeing Paul Ball last night, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted him, but yeah, I think I wanted him because Paul Ball had that team ready to play, man, and they were like, he knew what to do. Flush Eva Foose and that coaching staff, bringing Paul Ball, draft Caleb Williams. Let's make the Bears relevant. Madden said, it's good for the NFL when the Bears are good. Make it happen. Okay. Okay, star final thoughts. And it's time for our Steelers for this upset. We have for this playoff weekend. Um, wildcard weekend is a lot of fun. I think divisional round is probably the best, but wildcard weekend, let's get it. It's a lot of fun all weekend, and I uh, hope – Y'all make it. Sure you will with the Packers, and uh, hopefully we, we get it upset. JB? 
Oh, this is where it's crunch time now. No more games, no more child's play. It's time to really strap up tight and get busy. So I'm expecting to see a good game, expecting to for a couple to win, get that to, to the divisional round. So looking forward to talking about it next week. Nothing to add. I said it earlier. Make a statement. Go out there and get a win. Going to be a great weekend, six football games. Congratulations to the NFL for really packaging. This past weekend was incredible. Uh, this coming weekend is also going to be incredible. We got two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and then we got a special uh, holiday game on Monday, Monday Night Football, uh, which Monday is also Martin Luther King uh, uh, observed uh, holiday as well. Um, so kudos to the NFL for really making the league uh, just entertaining and making so many games matter late in the season. So it wasn't always that way. So, um, But looking forward to the playoffs. And like I said, Dallas, it's time to make a statement. I'll take a 31-30 win. I'll take it. But I want to see a statement so we can propel into the playoffs. So for Dr. Train, the K-Star, for JB, welcome back to the Madden Voice. We will see you next Tuesday night. We're in the playoffs now. Remember, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody.